Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Countdown to the National Football League playoffs uh, is on about uh, 48 hours away, uh, actually. We'll be uh, breaking it down. Whale Capper will step up and in. Ricky Sanders uh, will also uh, be joining us on the program. Talk uh, some uh, NFL football DFS as well as some NBA DFS. Big night uh, tonight in the NBA. Not a lot of games, uh, but uh, big games tonight. Uh, Marquee matchups. And uh, speaking of uh, Marquee, the Marquee superstar, Cam Stewart, joins us. What's up, Cam? <laughs> What's happening, Moretzi? Yeah, no, uh, Spurs and Raptors saw a lot of uh, press with uh, DeMar DeRozan. It's kind of downplaying the situation, but you know he's ready to rock tonight, and I'd expect the best from him. You, you know what type of guy he is. He's going to go off tonight. It should be a great game. Yeah, it's going to be a fun uh, matchup tonight in San Antonio. And, you know, it's really a bigger game for Kawhi Leonard uh, tonight Yeah. Uh, than it is DeMar DeRozan. And then February 22nd, when DeMar DeRozan goes to Toronto, that'll be the emotional game for DeMar DeRozan. And, uh, that, you know, and you know, DeMar DeRozan really gave his, his heart and soul to the Raptors more than any other player in Raptor history, really, and ends up getting traded. It's going to be an emotional night when he goes back. But, yeah, you're right. You know he wants to drop 40 <laughs> tonight and, and win a basketball game. It's going to be interesting. Um, it's too bad Kyle Lowry is, uh, is injured uh, right now. And, you know, because Kyle Lowry and DeMar are extremely close still to this day uh, right now. But And then you got the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors uh, this evening. This is what's, uh, one, one good thing about the NBA. It, it's a soap opera type of league, uh, but it delivers on a nightly basis. Like pretty much every night there's there's an interesting game or a couple interesting games on the card. No, you're absolutely right. They, they do it upright, too. And you talk about it, like the differences in sports now between the younger generation and they, everybody's, you know, they're basketball fans. Marenzi, I see it even walking around. You live in the suburbs. You live in the city. You see more young kids with uh, Raptor gear on than Leaf stuff because the problem is in hockey, these guys try too hard. The sport is also very, very expensive, you know, unless you're a really good player and you're rich or some guy actually helps you out. It's it's tougher. It's tougher. A lot of these guys just go down to the YMCA. I see a lot of street ball even in my neighborhood now, all the people in my complex. It's just basketball's easier, and I think a lot of the new people who come to the countries are like, you know what, this is going to be our game. Don't have to pay thousands of dollars and rent ice. Yeah, hockey, hockey is a sport in which not it doesn't seem like a lot of people – become fans of hockey in their later years. You know what I mean? People that like hockey have liked hockey their entire life. Hockey has a hard time bringing new fans in for one reason or another. And I, you know, I don't, we've talked about it with George Kurtz 
before, and um, we got to get our boy Kurtz on. Actually, for we'll get him on tomorrow. Uh, Dallas Cowboy yeah. uh, fan uh, before the playoffs. We weren't on uh, Tuesday, um, so yeah, we weren't on two Tuesdays in a row. It was Christmas, and then uh, then it was New Year's. Normally, Kurtz yeah. joins us uh, on Good Tuesdays, point. but yeah, it's Tuesday. Um, hockey, I was thinking, what, did we just forget about our boy Kurtz? <laughs> I talked like, to him no, every we Sunday. I talked to him no, every we, Sunday, we, Brett. He's our guy. He's your, yeah, we uh, your Welsh. He's our Kurtz. He's our boy. Yeah, we weren't, uh, we weren't on. Yeah, the Welsh. Uh, we weren't, uh, we weren't on two Tuesdays in a row. That's why. I'm like, what happened to Kurtz? Yeah, yeah, we got to make sure we got, we got to make a mental note, get Kurtz on tomorrow. <laughs> Colonel Kurtz. Um, but yeah, you brought it up. Like hockey is very, very entertaining. It's fast. It's violent. You know, there's. It seems like people would like it that you know really haven't been exposed to it uh, that much. But it's also a very fast sport. And let's be real. Like if you if you don't know hockey rules at all, it would be pretty confusing. Oh, I agree. You and know, like offside, it's, it's fast. The puck is I, small. It's, I think there's it's a lot of stoppages. It starts. It stops. It starts. It stops. So unless you really get it. It's hard to sort of get into it, I think, as well. For me, it's economics, Gabe. And you know what I mean? Even when we played, you know, me and you, we didn't make it high. But we played at high levels. And the thing was, I was very lucky. You know, my parents would help take kids on the team. And if we had a star player and, his, uh, you know, his family was broke, we had a guy on our team that helped them get new tacklers and stuff like that. It's it's expensive as hell, man. You rent ice with your buddies. It's a Oh, yeah, of course, bucks. yeah. Like, it's I just talked one of those, about that. It's nuts. I, like, yeah, no, you're, you're right. I talked about it. Uh, and you know what? My grandfather... When I lived with them, and, you know, he, he was, you know, they're, my grandparents are pretty well off, actually. And, you know, having to buy new goalie equipment every year is pretty freaking expensive. Damn right. Because, you know, I was growing crazy. and stuff. So, like, I remember, like, yeah, man, he used to look for, like, you know, used gear and cheaper gear. And and that's the thing. Nowadays, it's just, it's insane. You need, like, $20,000 a year or something to play hockey. <laughs> Sticks are <laughs> Sticks are 300 bucks. Exactly. A stick that breaks, like a stick just snaps like a twig, is like 300 bucks. We were playing with Sherwood feather lights and stuff, but you said it, Renzi, like even blockers now? Oh, yeah, like, my pads. Well, how much are my blockers? pads, dude? Your pads like, are about it, four or five grand now for a good pair of pads, right? Yeah, my think? pads, when I was a kid, they were like 300 bucks. Yeah. 250, I think. I remember paying for like uh, the old school leather. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The old school leather DNR pads. Extremely thin. Like, if you made like a kid, if you put a kid and told a guy, right, listen, this is what you're wearing, you'd be charged with like uh, abuse. Like, I swear to God, dude, like I was a goalie, man. I was a kid, man. I, I played young enough when it was just a mask. So I used to take like pucks to the face and stuff. It's like getting punched in the face cam. You know what I mean? Those That's masks, like it didn't really do much. Like they were just no, plastic, it just, right? Like, it just puts the, you hit the plastic and it punches your face with the plastic. It's almost like, like getting worse played, than like, getting pitched with the fist. Remember like even like your shoulder pads, you're a defenseman, like no. the shoulder pads. They were like yeah. my shoulder my pads. Like I remember my chest protector as a goalie. It was pretty much like a thin little pillow. It'd be like the equivalent of, all right, kid, here's a pillow. Put Just put a pillow in your shirt. <laughs> like, I remember, like, every puck I'd get hit with, it would hurt. It'd be like, oh, man, that hurt. Like, it hit my, like, the bone <laughs> on my shoulder. It'd be like, that hurt. Like, you know, the only thing that was good, like, the gloves in the old days. I like those thick leather gloves. But uh, nowadays, dude, like, um, like, honestly, goalie gear is pretty much like what troops wear out in war. Yeah. Lacrosse, like yeah. honestly, you know, like, I think you can you can basically like shoot a goalie and he's probably okay. Like the the bullet will bounce off his pad type thing, you know. 
dude, it's like you said, it's Kevlar. Like their their chest protector might as well be like a bulletproof vest. Like they don't feel anything, dude. Like there's a few spots where you get it on your toe, your feet. There's a few spots as a goalie that you just can't avoid. Like um, the you know, I'm not a doctor here. There's a few bones like around your neck and stuff like that. Like I was a kid too, dude. Like we you know we didn't play with like neck protectors. That's the thing. Yeah, you just had like to hang it down. Yeah, yeah no, like, I, even before that. Like, I remember when the, that thing that just came hanging down got brought in. I didn't like it. I was like, it's pretty lame, this stupid thing hanging <laughs> off. But it was sort of like, you just sort of learnt, like, when somebody shoots the puck, man, cover your Adam's apple. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, you sort of had, the, like, the shoulders, you know, like, you lower your neck into your, your head and your body type thing. Like, it's, man... I can't imagine, Cam, being a goalie in the old days when those dudes didn't even wear masks or anything. And it's not like those old dudes had, like, soft shots or anything. Like, Bernie Jeffrey on, like, Brett Hall, man. Brett Hall was, like, hitting a puck, like, 100 miles an hour. Uh, Bobby Hall, excuse me. Like, the old dudes, Jacques Lemaire and these guys, they'd they'd freaking tee it up, man. Like, those goalies got killed. Gump Worsley and those guys, You've seen their faces. Their faces look like they've been run over by uh, transport trucks. That's another thing. I remember when shoulder pads came out. I had the. I'm like everyone's like, oh, you got to get like the shoulder pads. Like I remember when Easton came around, I was like, ooh, ooh, the the orange and black, and I got them. And I played forward, and I was just just like a lumbering wrestler out there. I'm like, screw that. I went back to the Brendan Shanahan paper ones, and I felt better. You know what I mean? Sure, you'd get hit more and stuff like that. But the thing is, Michael Bennett, be more free. Michael Michael Bennett, Bennett, I noticed this year. He's Good he's girl. wearing he's wearing old school like nothing shoulder pads. It's actually a smart and, move. Uh, can't yeah, grab he was asked he was asked why exactly. He said that you can't grab me. There's nothing to grab. Now it's obviously a hell of a lot more physical. His arms are totally exposed and his shoulders are exposed. Uh, but he's pretty hardcore. Like you said, you can't. There's nothing to grab. Like um, most and not even like to hold. But you'll notice most linemen they'll push the shoulder pads because they're so big. So it's something for, like, the offensive lineman to put both hands on and, like, push back with. And now they can't. They just sort of slide off his arm. It's pretty slick of him. It's a good little move. Like, he's getting older, so he's, it's, a, it's a wise move. All right, so Whale Capper is going to join us in a couple of minutes um, at, uh, at 420. I told our boy Yan to keep his eye on the chat, and I haven't opened a chat, so that's my bad. But uh, Whale Capper is going to be on with us in a couple of minutes. Ricky Sanders in the 6 o'clock hour. And, uh, of course, Cam Stewart is going to be arriving tomorrow uh, in uh, New York. We'll be doing this show uh, at Studio 34 uh, tomorrow. Uh, it'll be live on video. And then, of course, tomorrow night is uh, the Sports Trade 17th Anniversary Bash at the Pig and Parrot uh, in Hoboken, New Jersey. One person uh, that will be there, we hope, He's able to get uh, his way into the city from the airport tomorrow morning. Is Clam Chowder? Chowder, what's up, Chowder? Hey, Gabe, how you doing? How you doing? I was uh, just looking at the uh, KTLA, and there's a a pursuit on the uh, highway. It reminds me of OJ. Yeah, they love their car. uh, they love their car chases on the news out there in LA. Yeah, yeah, it's it's continuing, and they they have KTLA anchor was uh, found dead over uh, the holidays. Actually, really, wow, overdose. They have hit the uh, the car a couple of times, 
but he has a, a, a maneuvered out of it. His uh, windshield is broken. I don't know, man. I think he has decided that, they, hey, this is it. You know what? I thought, you know, police weren't supposed to get into high-speed chases anymore. Cause it's just yeah, dangerous. it's supposed to endanger everybody else, right? It, it really is. But they, like I said, in L.A., it's like for entertainment purposes or something. Like, it's like the news just hovers around. There's a bunch of helicopters that hover around all day. It's like, oh, look, there's a chase. Because the whole thing is, you don't really need to chase people anymore with helicopters. You know what I mean? Like, you see where they're going. So it's like, all right, buddy, yeah. rob the bank. You follow them. You have a helicopter above, and you just sort of wait until you have a good spot. But, like, when you start to get, like, oh, yeah, let's get into these high-speed chases, like you said, and we'll get to a Buffalo story after that's gold, actually, that ended uh, in a in a uh, collision. <laughs> and I guess the car flipped, and, you know, it was just, it's just uh, chalk one up for Buffalo once again. But, uh, Chowder, are you headed to the airport soon? Are you ready to rock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My nephew's coming uh, around 11. And they, uh, uh, A-OK, a- a- and in the morning, a, uh, 6.40, I'm on it, and uh, 7.59, I'm in LaGuardia. Yeah, all right, and then you're going to have to uh, just, yeah, hop on the bus, make sure you get down to, uh, to Penn Station. Penn Station. Penn Station. Yeah, and then, and then the, the, the studio is like uh, one block away from Penn Station. So once you're at the Penn Station, you just got to figure out, we've got the address. So uh, just ask. There's a lot of cops around and people you can ask uh, for directions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be funny. Yeah, yeah. The cop, uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, so, uh, yeah. Uh, you want directions? I, uh, can I see your face? Yeah, well, I'd suggest that you uh, you probably don't have, like, uh, the mascot. Uh, yeah. Until <laughs> um, you get to yeah, the studio. Like, yeah, like, I wouldn't. Yeah, don't take the bus and, like, go through the streets. Yeah. Like, uh, as clam chowder chowder until, you, until you're in studio. <laughs> get, get, get ready the Sharpie, eh? And, and if it's... If it's possible, since it's my uh, uh, my last hurrah, some Rod Stewart passion. Yeah, we'll get you some passion tomorrow. <laughs> hey, what's in the kitchen? What are you laughing in the uh, Utica prison for? <laughs> Rod Stewart passion. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm going to be going to Utica prison pretty soon, Chowder, so I got to see you this weekend, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay in Utica prison until tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, they're letting yeah, the him out soc- on a weekend pass. Yeah, yeah, the soccer guy's all pissed at me. He's like, what's the deal? I go, hey, wait, wait, what do you want me to do? Like, <laughs> you still owe me money. Hey. Like, I got to go. <laughs> like, what do you want hey, me to Gabe. do? Hang out here? Yeah. Yo, Chatter. Yep. Hey, Gabe, what do you think? Hey, uh, uh, Houston is going to beat Colts, and that means uh, we get the uh, Houston. Yeah, I don't. I like I, Houston I, over know, the Colts. I like. It's I the toughest like the game of the week. Game? Nah, I don't know. I'm, I'm up in the air, man. Like I've been, I've been praising the Texans all year long. I'm a big, big Deshaun Watson fan. They're at home. Can't overlook Andrew Luck. Is what ten and zero. Um, he was ten and zero against uh, the Titans. He gets it done. Yep. Um, you know the guy's just. Yeah, you know, he's one of the hottest quarterbacks, hottest players in the National Football League right now. The Indianapolis Colts are one of the hottest teams uh, in the NFL right now. 
it's hard to get in front of them. But I like you know it's a tough game, Chowder. It's a tough game, but I think either probably going to end with three. The Patriots. A tough, it's a tough game. But Chowder, we're going to see you tomorrow. Make sure you get to the studio in the morning, and we'll get you on the show. All right, have a good one. Feel the passion. <laughs> Clam Chowder, He's fired up. Passion. Yang's firing up, too. He's got his playlist ready yeah. to go. Whale Capper joins us next. We talk NFL football. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Gabriel Morant, yeah. alongside Cam Stewart. Yang's coming out hot, Gabe. He's Yang's feeling it. He's coming out hot today. Hot. Speaking He's got of another today, thing coming. It was uh, 26 years ago today that uh, Frank Reich led the Buffalo Bills to uh, the greatest comeback in National Football League uh, history. As um, it's amazing, 26 years ago uh, today, I actually remember this game like it was yesterday. Oh, exactly. And One of the best. I did give up on it. Like, it wasn't like at the half I was thinking, oh, yeah. oh they're coming back. <laughs> I, I gave up. I gave up on the game. But it's amazing to see Frank Reich uh, as the coach now and. Uh, Frank Reich's taken a page out of, like, uh, hockey players in the playoffs. Like, he's gone mountain man. Like, you know, the dude, yeah. he looks like he's, like, 70 years old, man. He's got, like, white hair, white beard. He's all scruffy. And, like, but the glasses, guy, right, Gabe. It's, yeah, yeah. the thing. He's got the professor glasses with the, with the Sasquatch look. It's kind of odd. You know? Hell of like a Thomas coach. Dolby. Hell, hell, oh, he's amazing. I got to tell you. Hell of a quarterback. I, I think the Buffalo Bills on a couple of occasions uh, screwed up and not uh, making Frank Reich. Uh, their head coach, uh, but yep. hey, it is what it Great is. Point. I digress. Let's bring in. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Seems like they want to hire everyone yeah. but him. Uh, <laughs> let's bring in uh, Whale Capper uh, right now, who got the uh, the Photoshop honor of uh, Jesse, who's uh, the best yeah. in the business at photoshopping. And Whale Capper, you look pretty good as Roger Staubach. I gotta say, yeah, smooth. I I love it, man. Happy New Year, fellas. This is uh, it's exciting to be part of Wild Card Weekend Preview. Uh, and uh, interesting. I didn't know it was 26 years. Is that the same same Frank Reich? Well, that's the one and only. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Frank that's Reich. that. That's it's not another one. And you know, it's funny too. So, somebody just sent me a tweet. Like I retweeted this, and they said, "Wow, I did not know this." So, you know, I always assume everyone knows everything, like me, right? So I'm like, well, i got to figure out wow, everyone knows everything about everything. So, but uh, yeah, gotta, I'm a Bills fan. you got to a little bit of, yeah, you're bringing the history. Yeah, but no, it's, to the, to the yeah, exactly, thing, exactly. There are people, I mean, 26 years ago, we got people listening probably right now, they're 19 years old and stuff, right? So, you know, they're not going to know this, but yeah, it was 26 years ago, uh, the Houston Texans and the Bills, it was uh Crazy, crazy game, 32 points. They were down 35-3. <laughs> they were actually down. 
Oilers. Dude. Oilers. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Oilers. Texas Warren Moon, played right? this Warren week. Moon was on the outside? Yeah, he was. And, Correct. Um, uh, Jeffries and all those guys. Buddy Ryan was actually the coach. No, it was Ken Pardee. It was Ken Pardee. It was Buddy Ken Ryan Ken Pardee. I love okay, Remember him, Ken Pardee? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it was, it was 28-3. It was 28-3. Jack Pardee. 28-3. Jack Pardee. At the half. And then Houston, so it's sort of like, wow, maybe the Bills can come back. It was a playoff game. Jim Kelly was out. Frank Reich was the backup. It was like, wow, 28-3, maybe they can come back. And then, boom, there was like a pick six or something to start the second half, 35-3. And the Bills came back and won 38-35. Um, they won the game, biggest comeback in NFL history. And you know what's crazy is Frank Reich also owns the biggest comeback in NCAA football history as well. Which no is very, way. very Maryland? Yes. With Maryland. The yes, Turks. he does. Exactly. He was Boomer Esiason's backup quarterback. Correct. And Boomer Esiason got knocked out of the game. And same thing. It's the largest comeback. It's the Miami Hurricanes. They were down by like 36 points or something like that. And Frank Reich led the comeback. So, you know, Frank Reich has the biggest comeback in NCAA football history. He's got the biggest comeback in NFL football history. Um, he did a hell of a job calling plays uh, last year, winning that Super Bowl with Philadelphia, and here he is right now. So I guess it's a perfect segue. Let's get down to business because it's the first game off the board. And I tell you, you know, I joked earlier in the week, guys, that this could be like a Jeopardy question. Um, which NFL team plays the first wild card game every Saturday afternoon? Who's the Houston Texans? Like right away, it'd be like Houston Texans. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But normally it's like, oh, God, the Texans and TJ Yates are playing Alex Smith and the Chiefs. And it's like 13-10, It's like even the NFL is like, all right, get the game over with, guys. Hurry up. But I got to tell you, we got a hell of a game uh, with uh, with two teams that were both left for dead and both really put it together, Will Capper, two of the hotter teams in the National Football League. Yeah, speaking of comebacks, how about Frank Wright going from one in five to making the playoffs? Yeah. Like, that is really rare. I don't know if I can – I mean, there's probably yep. some – you know, there's probably some other teams that have done this, but this is rare. And the Houston Texans uh, being 1-4. Yeah. I believe they were 0-3 at oh, one yeah. point. They were 0-3. Yep. yep, that's right. Their first win came against the Colts in – And in nearly lost. Wild fashion. Wild. The game. overtime wild. game. Wild. That's right. Yeah. Frank, Frank Reich, Reich went for it. Don't you get the feeling and, uh, that Reich kinda, is going to gamble yeah. again and like say, you know what, we lost the game gambling, let's gamble again. <laughs> They're going to oh, do it again, yeah. Yeah. and it'll probably without work for him. But Andrew Luck is playing elite football right now. Let's just uh, put that on the table right away first. Strong agree. He has, he has, he has really uh, shaken any doubt. Uh, that he is a top-tier quarterback in the NFL that kind of lingered in the offseason when we were wondering, is his shoulder healthy? Is he mentally fit? Is he ever going to you know, compete in football again? I think he has clearly shown us that uh, he is, you know, without a doubt, a top-ten quarterback currently in the NFL, probably top-five more realistically. And uh, he's got a nice matchup here against the Houston Texans defense that has, that's a little one-dimensional on defense. The Texans can rush you. They can put pressure on the passer. They will eat against a poor offensive line. But what Indianapolis is coming into this game with is a healthy, you know, assuming we see a healthy uh, Ryan Kelly out there. And I think 
that injury is probably the pivotal one you want to watch for as you kind of get injury reports going into the later part of the week here. Um, but if Ryan Kelly is healthy and if they can, you know, create and establish a pocket, uh, it's going to be a long day for this Houston defense because Andrew Luck can pick you apart in the uh, middle to deep part of the, you know, passing attack. And, uh, you know, where the, where the uh, Texans are especially weak on defense is in that, you know, part of the field. So uh, it should be a, a pretty fantastic matchup uh, for the Colts. I'm holding a lot of Colts future tickets, so I'm not getting super heavily involved in this game because my lean would be to put more money down on the Colts. But since I'm, I'm holding AFC tickets at 100 to 1, uh, and uh, Super Bowl tickets and things like that. That's some pretty ridiculous odds. So I'm gonna just gonna ride those on. I this think they're game. dangerous team. Uh, they are. Yeah, 100. percent And they're they're the proverbial hot team. They played their way in. They they won a playoff game already. No other team this year has won a playoff game. The uh, I guess the Ravens kind of did. Uh, if the Ravens lost that game, they would have been out of the playoffs. But you know, for for all intents and purposes. They were lucky to win that game. Yeah, they don't blow that uh, fumble, that goal line fumble dead. Uh, that could have been a different outcome for them. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, it's you know the the no one really wants to play this Colts team. They are hot. They have you know clearly one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. Their team is healthy. Uh, their defense has gotten substantially more uh, you know uh, improved over the last half of this season. Uh, some of the performances they've put on paper as we've come down the stretch here have just been damn impressive. Uh, the only reason the Titans were that even Leonard remotely, oh, he, he is amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, and to a, you know, to a certain degree, he's going to have to be a beast on Saturday because Deshaun Watson, had, they're starting to, uh, they're, you know, if I had to make a case for the Texans, I would say they're starting to unveil some of the more run-focused parts of his game now that they've gotten him through the season healthy, now that they've got a home playoff game, you saw them unveil a little bit of this in goal line situations against the Jaguars week 17. They were getting him out of the pocket. They were rushing him. They were trying to use his legs to complement his strength uh, in the passing situations. And they kind of have to because they really have Hopkins and no one in the passing game. So it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, game for sure. I think the Colts prevail, uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it will – entirely come down to red zone efficiency in my opinion uh whoever gets the stops in the red zone is going to come out on top on this one uh and uh it will be a great way to kick off the wild card weekend for sure yeah whale capper i was gonna say when we were watching the game last week all jacksonville had to do was double team to uh uh you know <laughs> watson what, what watson and uh, hopkins and what did he do the guy lit them up like that's the only yeah, rep, like right. go, okay let's focus on him but he was that he's good. that good cap they were exactly. They were finding. They were finding soft, uh, soft spots in the zone, and 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 he's just too good. So that's the thing. I have a difference of opinion. I kind of lean Houston as the home team, but guys, it is the highest total of the week at forty-eight. Remember when they got together the first time? There were seventy-one points scored in that game. The second time, forty-five, forty-eight. I think we could probably get there, guys, with the way I'm the Colts' offense is running. Yeah, that's the thing. And 48 points, Whale Capper, what do you think? Because both of these offense, despite improved defense of the Colts, they should be able to put up points. Yeah, so my initial feel on this one, before I saw what they hung, I was kind of licking my chops for an over. Uh, I was thinking, oh, baby, you know, this, you know, this, 40, these teams you are going to be able to go. 
score. For, I know. I thought we were going to see yeah. a 45, 40. Yeah, something, you know, under the key numbers. It opened at 47, and before I blinked, it was at 48 and a half. And I was like, oh, okay, well, uh, that's a lot. <laughs> so, you know, because 49, <laughs> in, in that 49 now, that's kind of a dead zone because that means you really need the winning. Because if, if yeah, this goes as we expect it, yeah, yeah if, it, it's exactly. And if this goes kind of score for score, you're going to need the winning team to score about 27 points. Uh, it's really going to come down to the very end of the game here to get that over. I think that the, the and, and I think the derivatives here, the team totals, if you can find an angle on a team total you like, if you can find uh, maybe the first half under, and may, this is kind of shaping up as my play on this game, actually, is going to be the first half under, because I think that that has gotten inflated to go along with the full game total. Uh, but I could see, you know, these coaches trying to roll out relatively conservative game plans through the first half of this one, feel each other out, see, you know, just try to try to reveal uh, what the other, you know, what the other team's offensive approach is going to be uh, before we see things open up in the second half here. So if you're if you can track down a 20 under 24 flat, uh, that makes a ton of sense here. I could see we go into halftime here like, you know, 10, 10, 10, 7, something like that. Uh, and you get a nice little winter home first half of this game. What makes the um, the Houston Texans real dangerous too? As you mentioned, Deshaun Watson, he's a big game. Uh, he's a big game player. He doesn't. Yep. He's not. He's not going to crack under pressure in this moment or 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 the spot. And if anything, he's just going to raise it up a notch. And as as you stated, well, Capper, with Deshaun Watson now, especially now in the playoffs. There, he's not going to hold back as far as taking off, which is going to no. create a problem. And he's very good. It's very, he's very Russell Wilson-like who we'll get to in extending plays. Yet he extends plays, but he doesn't just look to run right away. Like, he is a throw-first guy, but he's bigger than people realize. Like, he's he was a little thin in college, but he's getting older. and He's getting a little thicker. He's realized. And he's a load to deal with, like, when he takes off. And he's going to look to make real big plays here because he understands that he's going to have to. It's basically him and and D Hop here. D Hop's going to be a load for them to deal with, as you mentioned. The Colts they do a great job protecting Andrew Luck now. Will 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 the Texans be able to get after him? I sort of think you know, like you said, I think they will get to fifty one here. I think twenty seven twenty four is a pretty pretty good ballpark uh, figure. I can't argue with a Colts teaser. Um, you know, getting the Colts in the, in the plus eight uh, range, Cam. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. How do you, how do you argue that? Very one score. Plus yeah. eight over forty-one. Yeah, I, I'm 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 buying that. Yeah, for sure. And similarly, I think you could tease the lead into this Dallas game, and I hate to just simplify things, but I mean, you can get to you can get the Seattle Seahawks at plus eight and a half, and I don't know what your take on the game is at Well Capper. I'm looking, you know, if if we simplify it. You know, we've got a better coach in Pete Carroll. We've got a better quarterback in Russell Wilson. Uh, Jason Garrett, I like the fact that the Cowboys are still favorites here. Uh, Jason Garrett is a horrible uh, home favorite over the years. The guy, he's like 16 and 32 and one against the spread in his career yeah. as a home favorite. Russell Wilson's a monster as an underdog. He's a big-time playoff quarterback as well. Uh, he's 9 and 5 against the spread in his career in the playoffs. There's just there's a lot on Seattle's side here. Yeah, Dallas have played good football at home uh, this year. It's 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 an interesting card. All the games are interesting this week, but I do lean with Seattle. Cam is a Seattle fan and is pessimistic about this game. What's your take? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm looking for a Cowboys win and cover here. Uh, actually, I shouldn't say cover. I bet them on the money line at minus 116. Uh, I think the Cowboys come away with a victory here. I don't feel great. It's not my most confident play of the weekend by far. Uh, but uh, the things that I expect to dictate in this one will really be Dallas's healthy offensive line with Terod Smith. And Teron Smith and uh, Zach Martin back makes a huge difference for the Dallas offense. Uh, Zeke Elliott at full strength at home. The Dallas offense overall is a hell of a lot more competent uh, when they're in Jerry World uh, than when they're on the road. I think you pretty much entirely throw out that week three matchup between these teams because both teams were entirely different uh, in that matchup than we see them in their current form. Um, and if I, you make great points about the weaknesses of Dallas that, you know, they're without a doubt, you are, if you're backing Dallas, you are taking the lesser quarterback and the lesser head coach. I don't disagree with that at all, but where coaching I think is going to be a big deal in this one is the Seattle Seahawks offensive coordinator, Brian Schottenheimer, his approach in this game will not work. In my opinion, he is going, he will not be, he will not get away with, uh, a run-heavy approach against this Dallas defense. Exactly. This uh, Dallas D-line can 100% contain these guys when they know it's coming. Especially, uh, you got you know a guy like you know the the kid uh, out of Boise State, Vander Vanderesh, and you got Sean Lee back healthy. These guys can tackle well. They don't miss tackles when you know when they when they got a guy lined up in their sights. I don't think you're going to see a lot of uh, short easy third down conversions for the Seattle offense. You're going to put Russell Wilson in these positions in third and long, where you're going to be able to unleash a pretty impressive Dallas pass rush. And I think Russell Wilson to a degree is carrying some sort of injury that's limiting his mobility and his speed right now. And I think Dallas is going to be able to track him down and take him down in those third and long situations. Keep, you know, take him out of field goal range when they're on the borderline. Uh, and uh, force punts uh, down the stretch when they're trying to come back in this one. So I'm going to think I'm looking for an under here, uh, and I'm looking for a Dallas Cowboys win, uh, but I don't uh, expect them to just run away with this thing. So if you're talking talking about a, a Colts-Seahawks teaser with both of those numbers kind of right in the Wong teaser zone, uh, that has my attention for sure. You know, can yeah. they, you know, if they, it's, it comes down to Zeke Kelly. To me, Dallas is just so one-dimensional, and I don't think – you know, Linehan and Garrett are going to come out with some exotic, exotic playbook and start surprising people and running reverses and and flea flickers. I don't think they'll get too cute. Maybe they will, and they'll try to catch uh, Seattle off guard. Uh, but over the course of the football game, I just see Seattle making less mistakes. Seattle don't make mm. a lot of mistakes. They're the number one rushing team in the National Football League. Um, it's going to be a ball possession game. I just trust Russell Wilson to make more plays. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll hit the other two games uh, with Whale Capper on the other side. Game time decisions. Ready for Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, 
or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Turn to San Antonio. Holy crap. Take a, pic- take a look at the picture I just retweeted of, uh, of the amount of media around this dude. There's about, probably about like 75 cameras, microphones, and, and uh, everything else in between. So uh, big time stuff uh, tonight in the association. Of course, the countdown is on uh, to the National Football League playoffs. As well, Cam, uh, before we move on to um, to Sunday's uh, games, what do you think about uh, the uh, the Dallas-Seattle game? Uh, the Dallas-Seattle game, Gabe, it's kind of one of those things, as a Seahawk fan, I, I the thing that Will Capper I liked was Schottenheimer. I think, you know what I mean? And you want to talk about uncreative, a lot of the time, he, he hasn't been that good. He's been It's been the running of Carson. That's been the surprising thing. He's been an absolute beast for this team. I think Dallas, with healthy guys back, it's going to be a problem. I'm with you. I like Russell Wilson to extend plays, but I think Zeke Elliott and with the two linemen back for Dallas, he'll be able to carve up the ball. Once you get a running game, you can pick apart the Seattle secondary. I'm telling you, the line's also gone up. It's one of those things, Gabe. I think Dallas wins between four and six. I'm teasing Seattle as a fan and hoping they keep it close. I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas won the game by like a touchdown or more. All right, uh, Will Capper. So uh, we've got uh, the Chargers. Chargers and Ravens, good ones. in which it's Revenge. a rematch uh, yeah, from last week. month. I was on uh, the Ravens in that matchup. Yep. I was one we of the were... few people, actually. No, I yeah, love the Ravens. That way, me and you. Yep. Uh, it was, I thought it was a flat spot for the for the Chargers. And True. It's funny because the perception is with a lot of people, Will Capper, is that, well, Baltimore convincingly beat them in Los Angeles, so how are the Chargers going to win on the road now in Baltimore <laughs> after that game? And, oh, they're getting three, and blah, 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 Phillip Rivers this, and the Chargers choke that. Except the fact is, the Chargers, they're a better road team. They don't have a home field. They don't feel comfortable in that stadium. They don't hide it that they don't. Um, they've played much better. It's evident. We've seen. They've been... They've been road warriors, this football team. They're just more comfortable as sort of the, you know, the underdogs going on the road and let's let's prove everyone wrong type mentality than they do at home living in the shadow of the Rams. So, and then you get Baltimore who, and it's funny because I, once again, I was one of the few people who was all over Lamar Jackson and I said, he'll be good in the NFL. Like, he'll, he'll, you can win games with this guy. He's a modern quarterback. But at the same point in time, the offense is extremely vanilla. Uh, with him you know what they're gonna do and they're not really stretching the field too much and I think that the Chargers have the athletes to 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 contain him I mean they've got some of the best end rushers in the National Football League 
I think they're going to be able to force Lamar Jackson to stay in the pocket more than he's going to want to, and more than Harbaugh is going to want him to here. And they're going to force him to be able to make throws. I mean, really, let's be real. This game comes down to Phillip Rivers. And how does Phillip Rivers play? You know, Phillip Rivers can't start these games off with these early turnovers like he has a couple of times in the last month or so. You know, he's got to be more responsible with the football. But you're going to have uh, Hunter Henry back, couple of, you know, go along with Gates. Nice big safety valves. If Keenan Allen can get through the game, you got Melvin Gordon back as well. I, I like the Chargers outright in this game. I think they're going to win the game outright. Yeah, I think you nailed it. Uh, the only other thing I can add be, beyond all of those points, which I agree 100% with, is uh, the total looks a little low. Uh, there are, you know, the, the Chargers have an embarrassment of riches on offense. It's really something. And I know that they're not all healthy. I know Melvin Gordon especially is being dinged up, and they may need uh, to rely on some of their alternative pieces in the running game to have a balanced attack here. Uh, but they can absolutely pick you apart with these deep passes over the middle. Philip Rivers, as the game goes on, has just incredible timing with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen right now. Uh, and if you know, no matter, no matter how you know, they've shown this now through key games so often in 2018 to this point that even if they're down 10 points or something at halftime, if they're down a touchdown late in the game, I feel like holding a Chargers money line ticket, you still feel like they will get it done uh, because they have the weapons to do it and they have the experience uh and this team you know they they outmatch baltimore in so many key areas that i was surprised that they didn't open this game as a pick uh and uh to a degree i think you're right the result from just a couple of weeks ago giving the bookmakers an opportunity to ask for a little bit of a premium to back baltimore uh but yeah because you know you flip the line around like that what that game close at chargers minus six in uh, in Los Angeles, yeah. you no know Chargers don't have a huge home field advantage. Uh, so they were basically saying, from a power number standpoint, the Chargers were four or five points better than uh, than Baltimore in a neutral. Now you flip it around and you put this thing in Baltimore, and and Baltimore is three point favorite. Really, welcome uh, so, to the you know, mainstream media. They, yeah, I remember it, that going into that. Oh, Lamar Jackson has no chance against this Charger defense on the road. He can't yeah, right. He's playing a real yeah, defense right. now, and right, right, right. and now suddenly. Right. No way the Chargers can stop Lamar Jackson. <laughs> but that's how you make money, <laughs> right, in the NFL. Yeah, perception man. and reality and how yeah. the perception changes. But I watched the Browns game and the Ravens game closely last week because I had a play on the Browns plus the points. And, you know, really, I don't know why they didn't go for a 57-yard field goal at the end. And then Williams was even said, even was seen saying to Harbaugh, no way I was going to try to kick that field goal. I don't know what that meant. I mean, did it mean I didn't? My yeah. kicker can't kick a fifty-seven yarder, or whatever. I wasn't going to knock you out of the playoffs. I don't know. It was, it was kind of strange, yeah. but Baker Mayfield and the Browns' offense made a lot of big plays, big chunks. And as you stated, yeah. the Chargers are a big play offense, who are a better offense than the Browns. I mean, yeah, Baker Mayfield's good, but you know the Browns. Baker made mistakes. Baker misread some things. And they still were a 57-yard field goal attempt away from winning that game, but they went for it on fourth and ten for some reason or another, which was a weird move. Um, I I just do think the Ravens are a little vulnerable uh, here in this spot. The Ravens secondary, you 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 can throw on these guys, right? Like you said, the the, the middle of the field, big plays, big chunk plays. You can get big plays on Baltimore. 
It was a perfect storm, Gabe, that game. You talked about it. The Chargers were flat. Keenan Allen got yeah. beat down in the Kansas City game. He was limping around. They also had other injuries. Like Rivers Rivers got sacked all the time because his only option, basically, was going to Antonio Gates, old man Gates there. Williams even got a little bit banged up in that game. They were discombobulated from the start of that game. They kind of grinded and got close. This is going to be totally different. With Ke- a healthy Keenan Allen there, that changes the whole thing. Rivers can get the ball out quicker. He was holding the ball on way too long in that game, and, and the Ravens got to Phillip Rivers. They're going to have a game plan to, to basically to say, you know what, ding, 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 quick, quick, quick hitters, and the Ravens could be in a lot of trouble in this game. And i got to give Lamar Jackson a little bit of credit with a will capper. He's starting to throw the ball. He had a really nice throw to his tight end there. Uh, Andrews, the kid from Oklahoma, in stride the last game. His long ball is a little bit yep. better, but it's still not at a level where he can make all the throws. He's dangerous with his yep. feet, we- but I still think, and the pressure too. He's still a kid. Yep. Yep, we're in strong agreement. That was a brutal flat spot for the Chargers last time, and yet they still had a chance to win it at the end. If it wasn't yes. for that fluky fumble, scoop, and score, they'd probably win that game. I mean, it was a 16-10. They're driving. They, you know, they, they, were, they were in perfect position to drive and win that game. I, I, I have a Chargers money line ticket on this one as well at plus 133. I don't know why the line came back. I, I saw it at 131 on the open, and I was like, I better get that before it gets, you know, disappears. Uh, and then surprised to see it come back to 133. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you on Chargers money line. I love the over in this one, too. I think it's ludicrously low. Uh, Chargers defense is fine. They're not great. They're going to concede points. Uh, you have Justin Tucker kicking as well. So, you know, they only really need so many yards before they can put points on the board. So the over here makes a ton of sense. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Chargers will be live until the final whistle, uh, even if they are down at some points in this game. But uh, I don't even think it. I don't see the game going now. The game script to me is going to go kind of like Cam laid out there. Uh, Chargers are going to be able to put points up uh, early and often on this one, and I think they get a pretty comfortable in here. Um, I will note one thing uh, that uh, the matchup to watch: Derwin James, man, spy on Lamar Jackson, please. Just put that's going to be a fun matchup. Yep. Just make this a mano a mano: Derwin James versus Lamar Jackson. And oh, by the way, Lamar Jackson, you're absolutely right. He has been throwing the ball a hell of a lot better. They are opening up the playbook to him a little bit more. But guess what? Rookie quarterback. In his, first, in his biggest game of his life, first ever playoff game, a guy that has shown a little bit of a propensity to be loose with the ball. He's fumbled it a handful of times, uh, most notably against the Browns that didn't, they didn't actually have to pay for that fumble. Uh, but, you know, nonetheless, it, cost, it took points off the board for them. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all if you see some pretty key turnovers in this game from Lamar Jackson just based on the, his inexperiences, his youth, and, and the fact that, uh, you know, to a degree, the Chargers are a ball hawking defense. They can turn you over. So it should be a, it should be a fun day to be a Chargers backer. Uh, and of the games, this is, I feel like, the one I have the, the most solid read on. You mentioned um, Lamar Jackson, a rookie quarterback as well. Uh, rookie quarterbacks, two and seven, last nine playoff debuts. And in fact, good. though, yeah, but it's even, it goes deeper, actually. Um, the two wins were actually rookie versus rookie. Yeah. It was like um, Russell Wilson. <laughs> Russell Wilson beat RG3. Yeah. Three. Yeah. And Sean King yeah. in 1999. Sean with the Tampa King Bay of the Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Wow. Sean yeah, from beat another rookie quarterback. I forgot about that. Oh, my yeah, God. So, yeah, Sean King. So, 1999 Tampa Bay Buccaneer rookie quarterback. So, I'm saying they're, it's actually 0-7. So, Rookie quarterbacks, the last nine times, it's two and seven, but it was rookie versus rookie. So when you have a rookie quarterback in his first 
game against a veteran quarterback, 0-7. It's a pretty daunting uh, task uh, right now. It's a little bit different. I mean, we've seen young quarterbacks have success, but as you mentioned, you know, Lamar Jackson turned the ball over at that inopportune time in that game against Kansas City. He could just get a little careless. Uh, you know, when you're carrying the ball and running around like that, it could lead to turnovers, not to mention the Chargers are very opportunistic, too. Like, they, yep. they feed off this stuff. They practice this, punching the ball and all that type of stuff. So, all right, in our remaining moments, let's get to this next game with uh, with Nick Foles and, uh, and the Philadelphia Eagles going into Chicago right now getting six points, Will Capper. Man, you know, if my if I hadn't gotten my lunch money stolen by Nick Foles so often over the course of the last 12 months, I would have more down on Chicago than I already do. Uh, I cannot believe this game is under a touchdown. I cannot believe that with this, the Philadelphia, you know, the, you, you want to talk about low spots, like, you know, Philadelphia, go on the road, you know, here after this crazy miracle run that puts you in the playoffs. Like their season was a success by every metric because they just happened to fight their way back into the playoffs through all the adversity that they faced. I do not expect them to come in and put up an effort that is, uh, is playoff worthy whatsoever. I think the Chicago defense absolutely squashes these guys. Uh, if Nick Foles is even remotely banged up, is, is a little bit limited, that makes me feel even better about a Chicago ticket. Uh, I love the under here. Uh, I think Mitch Trubisky might show a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, a little bit of first time jitters, first time in the playoff jitters as well. Uh, we talked about it with Lamar Jackson. Mitch Trubisky, not a true rookie, but this is still his first ever playoff start. Um, the fact that he's at home, though, and the fact that he is throwing against this Philadelphia secondary that is just absolutely devoid of talented players. They lost another guy. They lost Sidney uh, Jones last week, too. So, you know, they continue to take uh, licks in the secondary. Uh, they're the kind of the key players on the Philadelphia defense are guys like Fletcher Cox and some of their uh, D linemen that they rotate in. All those guys are banged up. They poured their hearts and souls into making this run uh, to get to the playoffs. I would 100% expect this to be uh you know we made it good job by us you know we defended our title by you know by making the playoffs when no one think thought we could uh you know let's let's call it a season and let's regroup and come back for you know for 2019 regular season here i i'm not expecting them to be competitive in this game and i would look for a philly team total under uh i don't mind laying the points with chicago even though you're talking about mitch trubisky's first ever start um in the playoffs and mitch trubisky Eh, not a great quarterback long-term probably, or he, he at least needs to show a hell of a lot more growth than we saw from him this season. Uh, but with Matt Nagy calling plays, with the way Tariq Cohen is playing right now, with some of the uh, you know the health in their receiving core and their running game and the offensive line is looking healthy, everything's clicking right now for the Bears. And I would, uh, I would expect the Bears to get uh, a comfortable win this week on the backs of their defense and then head to L.A. next week as a very live dog. Whale capper. Yeah, I'm with whale capper, Gabe. I told you, I think the Bears win like 27 to 9. Like, I think they absolutely kick Philly, Philly's ass. I wasn't going to say a score, but I, that is like right exactly where I'm I'm looking at this. I'm seeing 27 9, Marenzi, in the old ball. Sometimes it's foggy, <laughs> but it's clear right now. It's starting to clear. The Bear, Bears in a, yeah, <laughs> Bears in a romp. <laughs> I'm with Whale yeah, Capper. I just yeah. I don't think the Eagles offense will do much against that Bears defense, Moretzi. It's relentless. And they'll have good yeah, even with I, uh, Trubisky's shortcomings, the field position. They're gonna be punting from so deep, a lot of three and outs. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna get ugly yeah. quick. That's my opinion. I, it, it looks tempting to take the points. I'm just gonna lay on the favorite on this one. 
Yeah, there's a chance that you could see a game play out like we saw with Buffalo and Jacksonville last year where Chicago's just tight because they haven't been in this situation in a really long time, and they're a pretty emotional team. But their defense is still going to yep. carry them to a win, in my opinion. Uh, and I think the right way to play this is probably Philly team total under as kind of the most confident look. Uh, and just, just in case, just in case, Chicago's a little tight on offense. I think you guys might be sleeping on Eagles a little bit. Oh. I don't know, Gabe. Bears, oh. the Bears, buddy. Get out of the I Bears, man. I, I'm with Will Cap. I think the Eagles on. did so much to who, get there. It's just they're going to get who, smoked. Who would who? know Matt Nagy and this system better than Doug Peterson, yeah. who was with him for years? Yeah, um, in 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 Kansas City, and it's funny because. You got to be careful what you wish for. They decided to beat the Vikings and get the Vikings out of the way to play the Eagles. It's almost like they decided to play the Eagles. And don't think the Eagles won't play that angle. And say, these guys could have rolled over last week and said, you know what? Let's play the Vikings. But they'd rather play us instead of Kirk Cousins. They think we're that bad. Right? Like, um, I don't know. Philadelphia to me are playing with house money. Teams that haven't been in the playoffs uh, in a long time before usually do come out tight, as you mentioned. Uh, there is something special about Nick Foles. Uh, they are the defending Super Bowl champions, playing with house money right now with nothing to lose. All the pressure's on Chicago. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not locked in yet on this game, but I'm not sleeping on the Eagles. What do you think about the Eagles' defense? Have you seen anything from them on the road this whole season that tells you that they're going to no, put up a performance? No, you know, but be able the, playoffs, to Chicago? the playoffs are different, right? It's 60 minutes. I almost go back to, like, what Lou Holtz used to say when they said, uh, you know, G-Shot people say we're not the best team in the country, but I tell you, was, we only got to be the best team every Saturday, <laughs> right? Like, that's the deal. I'm not saying the Eagles are great, but they might be good enough to get it done uh, on Sunday. Whale Capper, check out his uh, his podcast, World Class Stuff, on audio phone. Follow him on Twitter, whale underscore capper. Happy New Year, Whale Capper. Enjoy the games. Thanks for the time. Later, hey, buddy. Happy New Year. Best of luck. Best of luck, man. Whale capper. All right. Game We're all in with the Bears. Continues. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, Cam, you said you had the over in the Leaf in the Wild game. Yeah. Oh. Leafs lost. That. Yeah, didn't cash with the Leafs. Parlayed it, too. Horrible, horrible. Twitter. 
Go, go on Twitter crying about it right now. No, that's what I gave. We bet every day. It's nothing like to me. Like I was watching the game and they hit the post with like 30 seconds left. Like I didn't even have a reaction to it. Usually I like just be like free, you know, honestly, like me and you, we've done this so much. We're numb to it. Like I don't get upset very often. Only when like bad, 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 bad beats happen. You know what I mean? Like that's it. You'll get upset a little bit, but there's no more breaking things. There's no more, you know. What am I going to do? If I if I throw a converter in the wall, I got to get polyfill and fill the hole. If I smash my TV, that's money that I got to pay back. You know what I mean? It's just, what am I going to do? I'm just going to sit there and be smarter. Don't take the Leafs with a third-string goaltender because they're your team. Dumb bet. The over was the Well, that's it. On a, on a 2 p.m. game. And, oh, listen, you know, whatever. I mean, it's not a, not a horrible bet, but it's just amazing to me. And it, it always upset me as a Toronto Raptor fan, actually. The, the constant negativity. Like, you know, the Raptors can win nine games in a row. They lose a game. Oh, Kyle Lowry sucks. DeMar DeRozan sucks. I um, Dwayne Casey can't coach. Uh, now I see it even, man, like with Kawhi Leonard. Oh, Kawhi Leonard can't hit a big shot, right? You know, like, it never ends. It, go, it went back to Vince Carter. It goes back to the Leaf stuff all the time. The and, most pessimistic you know, they lose fan one base. Game. Uh, they lose one freaking game, and I'm looking right here on Twitter. Ah, uh, oh, disgraceful! It's like it was like Team Canada the other night. You know what I mean? It's the end of the world. I can't believe they lost to Finland. Yeah, I don't know if people realize this. Like Finland, they're a pretty good hockey country. They're very, you know? they're very good. Seems they're very like 25 percent of the NFL is from Finland right now, or the NHL is from Finland. So, no, but it's just uh, it, it's amazing, man. Like the 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 instant crying that goes on. Um, as soon as as soon as they um, as soon as they lose, people just jump off the bandwagon immediately. But then they jump no. right back on all the time, right? Oh, of course it's, they it's, do. It's, it's unbelievable. You know, and you know, like you, you're on a lot. Social, you're on social media platforms more than I. But I go on, uh, you know, some of the sports you bet on. Now they have like little forums and stuff. I just go on to read. There's not like one nice person in there. Just people ripping everybody all the time, like all the bullshit. It's insane to me, Marenzi. You're in, and that's the thing in Toronto. Like you think the, the the people of this town and their and the sports, the way they yeah, treat but the, the players team, are the it's, same it's way. It's a look. We talked about it. Mitch Marner's father's bitching about Nylander's ice time yeah. and calling them names on Twitter, like in direct messages. That's and how the hell do you think Marner's going to take it yeah. now when he's not an all star? Right, Tavares is an all-star. Uh, Austin Matthews is an all-star. He's not even on the last man, last man vote thing, whatever the he hell. Scored they the call first, it, I think so. he scored the first two goals today, too, buddy. <laughs> I think he scored yeah. the first two goals. It was like all Marner today. I know you're right. It's just the problem with this fan base, though, is it's like, and I love yeah, my Leaf buddy Nation Vince. Needs to I chill. love my buddy. Yeah, no, they I need love to my chill. buddy Vince. Everybody, he's a real fan. But the thing is, and he's an optimistic guy. But they're also. It's just relaxed. Like it's, it's, it's a long ride. Listen, a you're, long, you're a diehard Leaf ride. fan, but exactly. Listen, you know they're just – it's just putting an insane amount of pressure on the team pressure. too early in the year. So by the time this thing gets to April, dude, like it's going to be a powder keg. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's a disaster. People can't freak every time they lose a game, right? It's just okay. – it, and it's weird, too, because Leaf fans used to be obnoxious years ago. And, you know, like even like in the Gilmore days and stuff and, you know, like they sort of were over cocky and then Lee fans sort of set into the docile for the last 20 years or so of, wow, you know what I mean? Like, I remember even like the Leaf fans were pessimistic over the last few years. Like I used to tell them, hey, Leafs are getting good. Ah, whatever. They'll, they'll never win. 
And now suddenly there's just this expectation that they're going to win, that they must win, that they're the best team, that they're going to win. And then they lose like regular season games, and then it's like the sky's falling. It's just it creates an insane environment that doesn't help the team in the long run. This is how stupid people are. They played Michael Hutchison. The guy's a cast-off goalie from the American Hockey League. He was basically like fourth on the depth chart. Sparks was playing too much, so they put in a third-string goaltender. What the hell do you want? It's a 2 o'clock game on January 3rd against the Minnesota Wild at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that's the thing. Like, it's just... Anything can happen in a game like that. Like, it's just like, yeah, Bruce Boudreaux, too. Also, a guy that played for the Leafs, the coach of the Wild. You don't think Minnesota's got tons of guys from the area on their team? Things like this are going to happen. I'm with you. Chill out, man. Like, the goaltending, yes, it's a problem. Until Anderson gets better, they're going to have to score four or five goals to win every game because Sparky... And Hutchinson are not very good backup goaltenders. Well, watch. No, no, the Leafs aren't a perfect team. They spend all the money. They need, yeah, yeah, the goaltending. They could use another goalie. Um, Then defenseman, obviously. And, you know, they're they're still young, too. That's another thing, too. Like, it's a big jump for them that they're going to have to win the cup, right? Like, they haven't even won a playoff series. So now suddenly they're going to have to win Win four playoff series. (laughs) People are insane. Like it's just so stupid. Like you expect there's look at what Tampa Bay, how good they are. Like I look at the Flames. Like there's there's so many good teams in the league now, right? And Pittsburgh, they're on fire now. They beat the Rangers. I know they're right to the Rangers, but still they smoked them seven to two last night. Like they're back. So everyone needs to just chill out, relax. It's the middle of the season. They're a very good team. The, everything will be okay. Yeah, like take it one series at a time. Don't anoint them Stanley Cup champions. They're still kids. The same they're very, thing. very good, but they're not that good. The same thing will happen tonight with the Toronto Raptors if they lose to the Spurs, which they probably oh, I will. I think it will be the win. same thing. Oh, the Raptors can't win a big game. Oh, Kawhi Leonard sucks. He couldn't even beat the Spurs in his return. And blah, blah, blah. It's going to go off. Never mind the fact that Kyle Lowry's not there, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the, the, the Raptors aren't playing great basketball right now either. They're kind of going through the motions a little bit over the last couple of weeks. Yet, it's just it's impossible, man, like for 82 games to be pedal to the metal. They got, yeah, they got tons of injuries. The season's getting on. You're, you're, missing, you're missing a key guy, and you still beat the Utah Jazz as a one-and-a-half, two-point favorite at home. Like, what do you want from these guys? Like, good te- over a schedule, team or, teams are going to lose games, Gabe. Like, that's the thing. We do a sports show. Like, we see things. you got to be a realist. Like, obviously, if you're missing Kyle Lowry, he's the guy. He's the distributor. Things are going to change with the team. I think, actually, they had a pretty good game against Utah for the situation that they were in. Tonight, San Antonio is going to be fired up. If they lose, it's just... San Antonio, they're still a good team at home. Like, there's, there's, not, there's nothing to freak out about. Come playoff time, though, this is the thing about the Raptors and everybody. Just win a playoff series. That's, that's the thing. But, I'd be happy but with this that. Is the modern, this is the modern sort of sports environment we live in, yeah. though. It's Stupid. more instant right now. And, it is. And listen, the Raptors were anointed. You know, they were anointed the best team. And, oh, they got all this hype. And, you know, the, the media will give it to you, but they'll take it, too. They'll take it away from you. I mean, a great example is McVeigh and Goff and the Rams. You know, basically a month ago, six weeks ago, McVeigh was a genius. McVeigh's a genius. Jared Goff was awesome. Todd Gurley this. Uh, Brandon Cooks is amazing. The Rams are like the future of football. And now it's like, oh, I don't know, man. Looks like they figured out McVeigh. And, oh, Jared Goff saying, you know, he's got – he's inaccurate. And – all these issues, it's like, is all that true? Or is it they didn't have two offensive linemen playing? 
and uh, Cooper Cup's not there suddenly, right? It's not like, you know, like you're not as you're never as good as they say you are and you're never as bad as they they say you are. You know what I mean? Teams need to realize that. Fans need to remember that as well. You know, like yeah, there's there's all long seasons Baker's ebb and flows to every season. Baker you know Mayfield's like, a good example of this. Like Baker Mayfield had a great rookie season. Right? It doesn't mean that Baker Mayfield's going to be the best rookie quarterback out of this class in two, three years. Like, people, they, they anoint players right away. I mean, Cam, you remember? I remember I was sitting in this exact spot talking about this exact subject with you when it was in the preseason and we bet against the Jets. And I said, man, isn't it amazing, Cam, how everyone's just giving Sam Darnold the rookie of the year already. Exactly. Remember? Yeah. yeah he did. had one good half in a preseason, and they're like, man, this guy's amazing. He's the rookie of the year. He became the ESPN guy. He was, you know what I mean? Baker Mayfield wasn't even starting. Tyrod Taylor was. Like, oh, Sam Darnold's the, the second coming, right? Now the media can't suck up to Baker Mayfield enough, right? And it might be in two, three years, Josh Allen might be better than all of them, right? Like, you don't know. You know we talked about this with I'll NBA tell you. players the other day. College players, you don't really know. They might be a star in the NBA. They might not, you know, like... And, and another thing, everyone actually, says, "Oh, you should have taken Jason Tatum earlier yeah, than fourth overall." Yeah, yeah. Well, how come three other teams didn't do it? <laughs> like, it's a, you know it's I mean? a long process. Know. No one knows. You don't know. Here's no. You don't know. Here's here's the thing. I was hardcore when I was a Seahawk fan, and like going to like every single game, every single day. It didn't matter where I was. We drafted Rick Meyer. You remember Rick Meyer, right? So in his first yeah, year, he, he seemed Hanchick, like a can't miss at the so, time. Yes, yes. This is all the people can't miss. Offensive rookie player of the college, year. I went, quarterback. I, I went to two games. I went to two games and saw him live because back then, you know, like I'm crazier. Like I was younger and even like way more obsessed as a Seahawk fan than I am now. I'm still a fan, but back then I was like super fan. I go like to games all the time. And I remember Gabe, he was the offensive rookie player of the year. And then what happened a couple years later? He was a third string quarterback for the Chicago Bears. He's out of the league. Like, you know what I mean? Like the, just because you have one year of success in the NFL, you could be done. Look at Robert Griffin III. That playoff game against Seattle, this guy was on fire. His first throw against uh, as, 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 as the quarterback, boom, it was like an 80-yard bomb. The guy's running for touchdown, touchdown. Playoff game against Seattle, gets hit a couple times. Now I'm so glad he's in the league because he seems like a good guy, but he's well, I remember, never going to be a starter again. It's a long-term process. Remember the quarterback for the guys. Buffalo Bills, Trent Edwards. Trent Edwards, another guy. Yeah, they were five and one with Trent Edwards at quarterback. I remember Trent Edwards was on the front page of the USA Today Sports <laughs> section, and they were like, you know, Trent Edwards, NFL star quarterback, five and one, blah blah, and you know, basically can't miss. That's the whole thing too. Like people think, like, oh, rookie year. A lot of players have played well, even quarterbacks. I mean, look, Colin Kaepernick lit up the NFL for two, three years. Damn then right, he was just he did. sort of average. Yeah, you know, like. He had a good fantasy year in his last year. His stats were a little deceptive. He wasn't really that good anymore at the end. Uh, that's another thing about Kaepernick. He, like he was great with Harbaugh, but he, you know, he Harbaugh seemed to be the magic man with him. That Harbaugh just knew how to play him and knew how to communicate with him. And you know, he 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 respected Harbaugh, but it didn't seem like he really cared. You know, with, with any with any other coach. Um, that was the thing with Chip Kelly. You figure Kaepernick and Chip Kelly would have been a perfect match, but Kaepernick showed no enthusiasm, you know, essentially to, to Kelly and, and the system. But my point is, he laid it up. You mentioned RG3 had a great rookie year. You know, I mean, he he was good. RG3 he was made great. plays. 
He was awesome. You know, you go down the list. There's a lot of guys that have looked really good in the rookie seasons at quarterback, and then teams are sort of figuring them. Now, listen, I'm not saying Baker Mayfield's going to be a bust, but I'm just stating that, look, like Mitch Trubisky, everyone sort of mocked him, and he's actually played pretty well. I mean, another example, look at Carson Wentz. Dude, last year, earlier in the year, yep. they were talking about Carson Wentz being the MVP, uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and, uh, you know, a dominant force type thing. Oh, are they ever lucky to have Carson Wentz? If Carson Wentz was 100% healthy right now, Nick Foles is starting his game this week. Like, Nick Foles is their guy suddenly. You know what yeah. I mean? And, like, it's going to be interesting. Like, Foles going to have to leave after this. They're going to have to just let Wentz sink or swim. But I'm just stating that stuff changes quickly in professional football. Like, the league, NFL, really does stand for not for long. Yeah, and, and once you get a tell as a quarterback, you could be done. Right now, you don't think there's guys who are studying film on every single one, on Darnold, on Baker Mayfield? Yeah, Derek Carr. Look at Derek Carr and find, yeah, Exactly. That's the thing. Wow, yeah, you, 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 there's I went from all of a sudden got figured out. 12-4 yes. to, hey, yes. I'm throwing interceptions every second play, right? That's why you got so much respect for guys like Tom Brady, even though he plays for the Patriots, to do it time after time after time and at his age. And I hate New England, but you got to respect it. Like, it's amazing to me. Like, the system, like, nobody can figure it out over time, like, how to stop these guys. Maybe once in a while, ooh, you know, you don't win a Super Bowl game. You're always, you're always competitive. The comeback game against Atlanta, it's very impressive, Gabe. And that's what we're going to see with this uh, quarterback class these four guys everybody's anointing them and ranking them now a couple of these guys are going to be one hit one hit wonders you just hope it's not your boy Allen because I actually love that the guy the way he's playing and with the amount of weapons that he didn't have you have Zay Jones as like one of your top guys there LaShawn McCoy's out you have a tight end playing receiver this guy's running for 100 plus yards with touchdowns and people are ripping him and talking about how great Darnold is and how great Baker Mayfield is. This guy basically had nothing to work with in the cupboard. These other guys, you know what? They have everything for the recipe, flour, chocolate chips, whatever. This guy had nothing. He had dirt, and he turned it into, he turned it into gold. I think he had a great year, man. Like, I'm, I'm cheering for this kid, you know? I hope, I hope the Bills go and get an offensive lineman for him. I hope they get another receiver so Zay, Zay Jones could be a two or a three, and then things can get interesting, you know? I'm cheering. I, I know Bills are your team. I'm cheering for this guy because – all they do is talk about these other quarterbacks. Oh, he's so much better. Baker Mayfield this. Well, we'll see. You're right. Like, everybody wants to be a predictor, Notre Dame as well. I've seen a lot of great quarterbacks, uh, you know, go bust real quick in year two and three. No, you're exactly right. And, you know, I, I saw Mike Tanier, who I think is a smart football guy, actually. I think I've, I've had him on the show yep. in the past. But for some reason on Twitter, he's trolling Bills fans and Josh Allen for some reason. Saying, aha, people think that Josh Allen's going to be good because he threw five touchdowns in one game once. Or that, uh, or because he, you know, he was the offensive player of the week. It's like, it's like there's a lot of people in the media that said Josh Allen was going to suck and he didn't suck and they just don't want to admit that they were wrong. Like, he doesn't suck. Like, he was the, he was the offensive player of the week in the last week of the year. Like, I don't know if people realize, man. The guy had, like, 45 fantasy points, Cam. He threw for, like, 280 yards me. and ran for 95 yards. Yeah. Like you're, you're in DFS. He's touchdowns. making you tons of money. He's he's the guy yeah, that had 45 fantasy <laughs> I know. points. I know. With yeah, his legs. If Mahomes, Mahomes has 30 fantasy points, and, oh, my God, he's amazing. I know. Yeah, and Mahomes has, has Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Uh, yeah. You know, they, they, they throw the ball on every – they run trick plays, college spread offense. Like you said, Josh Allen has LaShawn McCoy, who runs backwards. 
and some wide receiver named Robert Foster and Zay Jones. Yeah, exactly. Right? And yet somehow, oh, he's, he's terrible. But like he said, it's up to the Bills to actually give him something right now. All right, Game Time Decisions, Fantasy Sports Radio Network continues. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. I don't know if you've seen uh, this uh, can, the Bird Box Challenge. No. I'm assuming you don't know the Bird Box Challenge, no. I know some I didn't of know, them. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know this till yesterday myself. So um, I guess, so Bird Box is a Sandra Bullock um, movie or TV show, miniseries or something. Yeah. On and Netflix actually, is one of those. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't, know, I didn't know anything about it until yesterday. So I saw like a bunch of pictures of Sandra Bullock blindfolded. And like she's walking oh, yeah, around blindfolded yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's like a, a movie. It's that movie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You got to say like the and world's like, coming to an end, and they're blindfolded in the yeah, world. Yeah, I guess basically I it's yeah. The reason she's wearing a blindfold is in the world that they're in. Somehow, your worst fears, anything that you envision or see, will happen. You know what I mean? So, like, people, like, you know, envision a car crash, and then they get in a car crash, or they wow. their worst fear, they see it, <laughs> and trouble. whatever they think, exactly, it happens. So, she realizes to put a blindfold on. So, now all these people, of course, are um, putting blindfolds on. Folds and, on. Uh, walking into traffic? or <laughs> Yeah, walking into walls and trying to do things. It's like... There's like yeah, this there's, a, this is there's the world there's some stupid in, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was like a mother with her two kids. They're all uh, blindfolded. A little baby ran like face first into a wall. Yeah, yeah great. Like you know, some some dude. Was, there's some funny videos, man. There's like there's a big brother in his front yard, man. Like he started walking around. He tripped like face first into his car. Like yeah, like just you know, just stupid stuff, right? God bless the internet. But I couldn't help but start laughing. I just saw there's a picture of some dude. He's got like a bandana over his eyes, but he's rolling a spliff. Nice, <laughs> yeah, goes, he's bird, doing, yeah. Bird box, bird box challenge, and he's rolling a joint. I can do that. I can. Oh do yeah, that of course you could. Oh yeah, of course you could. I know. I, I had a, I had a buddy. I had a buddy. I will get the hands on the line there. He's I wants to talk. He used to drive stick game and cook bots. Like he was just like it was insane. I've never seen anything like it before. Shift gear, man. Yeah, perfect every time. Perfect. Yeah, we called him uh, Hash Lee. I once yeah, impressed exactly. people. He lived by in Hoboken, New with, Jersey, uh, too. He's a dentist. I, I must. I, I once impressed people by uh, by spinning one with one hand once. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> he that's broke good, it up good with skills. one hand. Yeah, got it done. Got to do what you got to do. Uh, but uh, let's tell people about how they can win uh, 
money playing uh, playing fantasy golf. You got it, Marenzi. The DailyRoto.com partnership with Data Golf back for 2019 with all new premium fantasy golf and betting tools. Check out all the new stuff, guys. Lineup optimizer with custom settings and advanced groupings. Customizable projections for both FanDuel and DraftKings. Ownership projections. PGA finish probabilities and simulator. Outright and top 20 market betting tools, head-to-head and three-ball betting tools, PGA Pro Tip, subscriber chats, and more. Go to DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, choose Golf, and enter the promo code GOLF19 for a 10% discount. That's DailyRoto.com, click on Grow, Go Premium, click on Golf, and enter promo code GOLF19 for that 10% discount. Back to you, Marenzi. Uh, well done, Cam. I like reading uh, the promos, actually. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, good job. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks to Will Capper for joining us, Ricky Sanders. Oh, that was amazing. Yes. Uh, uh, well, we'll get Ricky's thoughts on uh, on these football games from a DFS uh, perspective as well. But uh, let's go to the phone lines. Hainzer uh, steps up. What's up, Hainzer? Hainzer in Toronto. What's going on, Hainzer? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Cam, that was an excellent delivery. Full marks. Thank you, Hainzer. Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, Gabe, you're uh is is the the, the Hoboken the Hoboken bash is tomorrow night, eh? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, are you flying up, Hanser? What, you I wish, dude. Surprises? I wish. No, 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 no. I, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Why <are> you? <laughs> but uh, yeah, you better get a bus now. Yeah, yeah. Get on <laughs> yeah, down. That's true. That's tomorrow, Hanser. <laughs> uh, you're going down, Cammy. Yeah, yeah, Hanser. Uh, Marenzi's been asking. It's now or never, right? Like, it's one of those things, like, I don't want to put anything off anymore. It's just things, you know, I told the soccer guy, I go, listen, man, like, I know we got a homestand or whatever. I'll catch you after the Super Bowl. It's busy times of the year, and uh, the season goes until, uh, like, March, April. So we'll be okay, Hanser. Yeah, I thought it was time, and me and Lisa are going down to support Gabe and hopefully blow one out at the bender, and then I get to meet the, the new with Galena and all the gang there. It's going to be awesome, and, uh, yeah, I get to see the studio, Marenzi. I haven't been there yet, so it's going to be awesome Yeah, exactly. For me. He's never never done a show. Like, I, I work from my home. It's kind of... It's kind of lonely. Like I used to do it with Gabe. Now I just got me and Hanger. You've, you've seen my you see you've seen my place too. I don't have a lot I've of artwork. I've been here many times. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty yeah. dull. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually getting cabin fever here. I got to get out of town. Well, I don't. I don't have nuts. any furniture either. Like if people yeah. come over, we're going to be standing. Um, it's okay. Yeah, we also yeah, but Gabe, you also don't have holes in your walls. No. No, no, not, you don't. Not no, yet. No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> and I know. I'm considering the deposit here, no, I don't want any holes in no, the walls. You, yeah, nobody touch, touch anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, hey, don't touch that. Don't sit there. Exactly. But uh, no, it'll be a good time. Well, we'll send you a link, uh, Hanser. Yeah, um, please do. Please do. I want to see the cast of characters. Is always uh, it's so money, especially for these ragers. So um, I encourage I guess everyone Cam, to you could try. Cam's gonna get an opportunity. I'm gonna. We're gonna. Uh, we'll take you over to Al's at some point. Oh, yeah, think, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, for Between sure. Tomorrow or Sunday, because Saturday probably won't be there at the studio, but Friday and Sunday we will be. So uh, yeah, you can try the uh, the world famous uh, grilled cheese with Texas toast. Uh, yeah, grilled cheese. About- add, to- add tomato and bacon, please. You know, I, tell you, I, I do it all, Haynes, or you know me. I like it all. Like, uh, the, the bigger, the be- better. Gabe, got to take me to Al's and Michael's. Yeah, while we're there, I got to obviously do diners. And uh, maybe even that turkey and gravy sounds good. And all-day breakfast, Haynes, or you know I crush that. I think we're going to be hitting these spots nice. If it's near the studio, I'm there. Yeah, Where are you like the food? Are they still running? Oh, yeah, they're still they're running. Like they're running uh, and stuff? 
Uh, no, Aqua, I, I know today because I was looking at the horse racing, like golf streams running. Meadowlands still runs. Like the thoroughbreds run in the winter pretty hard. So, yeah, they'll be horse racing, Gabe. Like I'll go check the schedule. I got to get a program. But there's horse racing today. Like, you know, it, it's, it's going to happen. They, they still run in the winter. Oh, look now. Meadowlands race schedule. Uh, Meadowlands race schedule. Meadowlands Thursday, yeah. Friday. They'll, they'll be on uh, on the weekend. They do Saturday and Sunday racing all the time. I know they do. You're like that next Friday. You can eat Italian buffet. Oh, how much? Um, yeah, exactly. All right, here yeah. it is Saturday, Saturday, January the 5th. Yeah, ring in the New Year, Saturday, January the 5th. Let's see yep. what they have going on here. Well, I'm, I'm looking right. at mine. And Penn Nationals running, and that's not not a hot weather place. It's kind of, it's it's winter racing. So what do you got? The th- the standard breads at Meadowlands. Now uh, they've got they've got a big uh, got a big contest going on. Ooh, Ooh. on Saturday night at the Meadowlands. Yeah, at the horse track. <laughs> nice. It's going to be a wicked night there. The games are on. No, it's going to be fun Let's there. See, it's Saturday events. night. Yeah, that's going to be your paradise. You like the sports book there, and you have the horse track. Uh, I, oh, I know. Just buy an RV, park it there, and live there. <laughs> no, days are racing dates. I told Marenzi they closed shoeless or the OTB is, so I'm gonna I'd be pretty happy to be able to bet on sports and horses that day. It'll be fun. Yeah, here it is. Yeah, um, Saturday. Yeah, they've got live racing on Saturday. Friday and Saturday, live racing uh, at the Meadowlands. Perfect. So Perfect. Saturday you'll have some live racing, but don't forget too they've got they've they've got everything. Like as far as the uh, like, holy crap! This is I'm looking at their schedule now. So this is what they have for uh, this is what they have for um, for their OTB at the track uh, Mahoning Valley. Yeah, I know, you know Mahoning, Mahoning yep. Valley. Yep, yep. All right, Aqueduct. Perfect. Yep. Parks with an X. Yeah, Parks is Philadelphia, yep. Laurel Park. Laurel, yep. Okay. Another one. Yeah, that's good. These are all these are fine. Freehold. Friends. Yeah, I know Freehold. That's a casino too. Freehold. freehold. That's down south. Uh, Gulfstream. Yep. Nice. Good track. Tampa Bay. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, Tampa Gulfstream. Bay Downs. Ta- Tampa Bay Downs. Yep. Thoroughbreds. Uh, then at one thirty in the afternoon, uh, Fairgrounds. Fairgrounds. One fifty five yep. Hawthorne. Oh, Two they got o'clock, Louisiana Downs. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah 2.30, exactly. Sutherland Park. Yeah, 2.40, Turf Paradise. 3.30, oh, Santa Anita. 3.45, Golden Gate. 6 o'clock, uh, uh, 6 o'clock uh, Northfield Park. 6.05, Penn National. 6.05, Miami Valley. 6.10, Turfway Park. 6.25, Delta Downs. 7 o'clock, Charlestown, or as uh, Mark Lawrence would say, Charlestown. Yeah, Charles. Uh, <laughs> Charles Town. George. George Town. Town. George Town. George Town. It's so good. He said he says it like he's like a dude. I know it's George. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sitting here. You got Meadowlands, seven fifteen live. Perfect. That's a whole Especially day. After, like that card show. That no, card, no, exactly. Yeah. Like we'll go to the Meadowlands Saturday night type thing, right? Exactly. So you have the Meadowlands seven fifteen, the Cowboys Seahawks games at eight too. So it's perfect. Exactly. There you exactly. go. That's the play. Yeah, uh, okay, has got it all. Um, Gabe, what do you think about this Raptor game tonight? I don't even want to, to be honest, bet it. 
I would like to bet the props, player props instead, because I don't know what's going to happen with Lowry in or out and stuff. And uh, Carl, Lowry's uh, not going to play. Okay, well, Leonard's getting the the prop is twenty eight and a half, and um, pretty let me high. See here, that is and high. The, the, DeMar is twenty three and a half. I say over, over. on both. I say too they're both proud DeMar. guys. Yeah, it's too low for sure for DeMar, twenty three and a half. Yeah, I, 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 like I say that. over at both, then. But tomorrow, you know sure, have... his pride alone is going to guarantee you, like, 25 plus, right? Yeah, well, look, uh, let's see what he, what he's, what's he projected here, too. Uh, he's projected, right? So Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard's projected to put up 25 points, according to the Daily Roto projections. I would expect okay. him to put up a little bit more than that, though. And, they have him at 28 you know, and a half, so that's, that, that's there. What, what about the DeMar? DeMar DeRozan is uh, DeMar, 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 DeMar. Man, there's so many players here. DeMar. <laughs> yeah, it's tough to find these guys sometimes. It's like a menu. Where the hell is he? DeMar. DeRozan, DeRozan, DeRozan. I saw him earlier. Player props. He's not listed right now. I got DeMar DeRozan assist six and a half. So did they have a total, like a total one here where you do points, yeah, t- rebounds, and it says player performances. Brian, uh, what do you got here? So you got green, DeMar DeRozan, 36 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Van Fleet, yeah, but I, I, I would bet. I would bet the over. I'd bet the over. Um, I just think of the points. Because you know he's going to score. Yeah, I'd go over. He might, he might not I'd do go it over now. the 23. It's too low. 23 and a half. Yeah. 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 The thing is, 28 and a half is a lot of points for Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, there's not a lot of room for air there. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you know what? He probably does go over. eh? He wants to take it to pop for sure. Yeah. yeah, He's going to go. Kawhi Leonard. One thing is, too. Points, rebounds, assists. Total, 38 and a half. What do you think about that game? To do the whole. I think he might be better in a combo rather than just points. Yeah, he might I agree. Be actually, yes, yes. Good call. I agree. Because you know he's going to be going for rebound. Yeah, he's going to yes. be a man. Position. Yes, I think over he 38 like and a half. That's where you roll. No, 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 no. 38 no, and I like where you're going with this, Hades, because And one thing is, too, San Antonio, they don't play defense. Right? It's not like the old typical well, Spurs. They're all offensive-minded right? like, guys. Different, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got Rudy Gay, DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge. <laughs> they're not like – they're all offensive-minded guys, but their games have been going over the number. I think there'll be a lot of points scored tonight. And quite frankly, listen, it's just not a lot of room for error, but no one on San Antonio is going to be able to stop Kawhi Leonard. Like, they don't have, like, a premier oh, defender sure. that's going to be able to stop him. Now, DeMar Rosen, on the other hand, is going to be interesting. Like, how much, you know, are they going to abuse DeMar? Are they going to foul him? Are they going to go hard after him? It's going to be interesting to see how they play him and who's going to guard him as well, which will be interesting to see. But, you know, I don't have a problem with it. I doubt, listen, you play both. I'll play both props over. You go DeMar Rosen over the 23-and-a-half. You go Kawhi Leonard over 28-and-a-half. At worst, you're going one and one. They probably both hit as well. Well, now I'm going to do the the uh, the DeMar over twenty three and a half. I'm going to go with what Cammy just said. Kawhi Leonard combo, yeah, thirty eight and a half. Every combo, I think that one's pretty yeah. solid. Yeah, points, reaps, uh, assists, thirty eight and a half. Right, That's good, the good way stuff, to go, Hanser. Later, buddy. Yeah, okay, guys. Hey, uh, have a great weekend, guys. Thanks, Hanser. Yeah, yeah. Hanser's doppelganger gave one of your uh, 
DraftKings uh, golf oh, Ted guys. Potter. Ted Potter, T10 right now, even. He's winning his matchup bet. I got him in against Kodaira, the Japanese guy. He's up four shots. Go, Hanser, go. Yeah, he's a great pick at... Uh... Real cheap at that low, six, low price. Six grand. Yeah, low, low prices. Good value. All right. So, yeah, Kawhi Leonard's projected for 25 points, 2.6 assists, and uh, nine rebounds. 34 36. So, it's sort of right there. But what, what his projection is. Yeah. 38 and a half for everything is, is the, the over under. I think I go. I'd go. I, I I like doing Demar Derozan with points. I like the points one more than anything, and then on the other with uh, Leonard, I'd I'd have to add all three because who knows what he's going. He one, just might get monster rebounds, Gabe. That's the, the thing. one thing. One thing with with Kawhi Leonard is is there's a difference when Kyle Lowry's not there. That's when you get like these real big. Yeah. You get these real big outputs, offensive outputs from him too. He just shoots more, right? I mean, he's took he's taken forty four shots in the last two games, twenty two shots exactly. On the on the daily roto, twenty two for the field. Optimizer game. He's the fourth overall selection tonight, behind Harden. He doesn't get a lot of assists. Yes, I'm just saying. I I like the points better than the combined because he doesn't he doesn't get a lot of assists. I mean, look, last game one assist, the game before zero assists, one assist, the game before that two assists. He only averages two point eight assists a game. You know, he had six assists like five games ago, but as I stated, there's more, especially now with Kyle Lowry out, he's rely- he scores more. You know, I would look more at the points. Now, you look at his point totals. In the last, uh, in the last 10 games, he's gone over 28 and a half seven times. No, he's, he's got 28 twice actually along the way, so... But for the most part, look, 45 points, 27 points, 21, 30, 37, 28, 29, 28, 20, 32. Pretty consistent, right? And now now with no Kyle Lowry there, I expect him, you know, he should get into the 30-plus. I think so. I think so. Like I said, I don't think they have anyone to stop him. Now, it doesn't mean automatically the Raptors are going to win the game, but I don't want to bet against the Raptors here in this spot. Total for this basketball game is very manageable as well at 217 and a half. Yep. Eastern tip off. Game time decision continues. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game time decisions, ready, ready, radio. 
Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Jazz says, I agree. I didn't even know I had so many Leaf fans on my timeline until this year. They don't stop. They're either going to win the cup, they lose the game, and ah, the sky's falling. It's the end of the world. It's ridiculous. It's so stupid. Like, there were so many things working against them today, too, Gabe. It's just so unrealistic. You have, you have Hutchison. Like, the guy the guy can't make a, a, a lineup here. You know, first of all, you have a second-string goalie in Sparks who's playing because Frederick Anderson's hurt. The guy starts an afternoon game, and people are freaking out. Yeah, he's a third-string goalie. Like, I know. Wow, yeah, you, a two, you blew a two-to-nothing lead. Well, that's kind of like commonplace in the National Hockey League, right? Like, no need it's safe. You, you know that. I just think it's a little bit crazy, you know? And Minnesota, they're not that bad of a team. Everyone needs to chill out. Yeah, exactly. A 2 o'clock game, January the 3rd. Well, I mean, there's there's bigger games and uh, bigger things to be concerned about in, in the big picture. As you stated, you got a third-string goalie uh, playing. But a good call with the over. Uh, you cash uh, cash the over. You look to keep it rolling here this evening. It is too yeah, bad, yeah, though. Like, I'll give you credit we're, we're for the Seton Hall last night. We got to talk about the benefits of live yeah. betting. You get a good number. They went outright by 10, but still, like, that's a smart thing. You almost wish, like, some nights, like, you don't know what's going to happen early. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah, you keep the train rolling. And but I lost, is, no, but I lost the two college games. I, I, I know, the, the big ones. You, lo- you, lo- you love college overs in that game. Oklahoma and uh, that Kansas game, mistakes, yeah. mistakes, slow tempo. It was just, uh, it was a bad game. It wasn't a typical, like, shoot em up type of game. But it's crazy. Yeah, I know. Remember before, you talk about it, you go perfect with those other games. You had the Pistons, whatever, lower units. The higher units don't win. Uh, so you don't really have a good night. I hate that. Uh, trust me. I, that's frustrating. Exactly. I, that's why I'm doing all the same units now. It's safer that way. I usually do, but. It is what it is. Listen, it wasn't like it's easy to say now that the Pistons was a great pick, but yeah. it was a risky pick taking the Detroit Pistons plus six and a half. They ended up winning the game outright too. Bad teams cover sometimes, or average teams cover. It's just situation spots. You thought you you said it. I'm not. You know what? I don't. I don't lay that type type of number. Like you, you were looking for a dog saying, "Why is this team favored by six and a half points? This is stupid, right?" Like sometimes it's just the you take bad bad teams can cover point spreads too. <laughs> It's about the situations, man. They, I, I, I like travel. How many games have they played in a certain amount of nights? All, all that stuff. So, I don't know. I, I, you got to read on tonight's board. We'll talk about it at the six o'clock hour. But I don't, I don't know about the Raptors. But I see reports that Kyle Lowry's looking really good in pregame. Like he's out there testing things, and I just see a couple reports there that he looks pretty good. Might, all right. So he might uh, give well, it a go. Rick, we'll see if Rick Ricky Sanders uh, has any uh, final word. Uh, on that, let's see, uh, Kyle Lowry. Let's see, Kyle Lowry's status. It's the thing with the NBA. It's a pain in the ass. It is. It uh, is. Listed as questionable. Got yeah, I don't know. Um, it's, it's, it's a good, as you say, game a, time decision, right? <laughs> He's here's, out there, uh, there's a dude on Twitter saying Kyle Lowry is, oh, this is from years ago. For some reason, his name, I just punched his name. <laughs> he said Kyle Lowry's disappointment. Disappointment. He's always injured. Like, what the hell is this guy talking about? But I'm seeing it's from 2016. Um, I, from what I'm seeing now, Kyle Lowry's status is still currently unknown. Uh, he's questionable for tonight. Rudy Gay, uh, probable. Coach Nurse says Lowry has an outside chance of playing. Interesting. Interesting. 
Um, that's the problem with the NBA. It's frustrating on a nightly basis. You just don't know. You can't be convinced about players being in the lineup or not. One number, though, Cam, you look at the Denver Nuggets, minus 165 tonight, money line against Sacramento. Is it a trap or is the number too short here? Uh, I'll tell you, well, Sacramento, you talk about it. This team's getting a dose of reality. They're not as hot as they were before. Uh, you'd want to take Denver, but it's on the road, right? But Sacramento, even as a home dog, they haven't been cashing. And you like home dogs? No, I think Denver should be able to get it done. I think they, I, I think they, you want to lay the 65 cents or, or three and a half. That's, that's, that's the question, right? You, you prefer to lay the three and a half with only 10 cent juice instead of 65. But I don't know. I don't feel very confident in Sacramento right now. No, I know it's Golden State, Golden State and Houston minus eight for uh, GSW. The Warriors are like two and eight against the spread their last 10 home games. They don't they don't cover these numbers. I mean, they've won their last two games. So, you know, they're going to go on a little bit of a streak eventually. But, you know, Houston's been pretty hot. Houston are pretty banged up tonight, though, as far as injuries are concerned. But James Harden's the hottest player in the NBA right now offensively. I mean, the guy's going to score 40 points, so they've got a puncher's chance. I tend to think, kind of think Houston's going to hang around in this game. I don't, I don't like know if I can lot. make it a best bet, but I think they can hang around. They're rivals, right? They usually play each other pretty close. They played a close game earlier in the year. Yeah, I'm leaning I'm leaning uh, with, uh, with Houston, and I'll tell you, they've, they've been an under-machine, these teams, when they play against each other. And it's bizarre because you figure Houston and Golden State would go over, but you get these really, really high numbers, and they're just too high. They don't get there. Yet, at 225, I was sort of leaning with the over, but I'm focused more in on this Raptor game, and not because I'm a Raptor fan, just, but just, you know, even from a betting perspective. I, I am intrigued by, listen, I think the total's too low. I think um, DeMar DeRozan, 23.5 points is too low uh, for DeMar's prop. And now, you know, very, very interesting if if Kyle Lowry's going to be able to play uh, in this game. So, you know, I like the over in this game. And I tell you, if, if Kyle Lowry plays, I think the Raptors are the play here tonight. I think, you know, if Kyle Lowry plays, it goes to show that the Raptors, how seriously they're taking this game. Because otherwise, they'd be like, well, let's not rush Kyle Lowry back. It's just another game tonight. Right? I mean, so if Kyle Lowry's playing tonight, they're sending a message. They want to win this game. Yeah, uh, I'm with you too. If they, if, yeah, if Lowry plays, and you only have to, you only have, or you're getting two and a half points. You're getting two and a half points. Yes, that that I, I would put that is it's it's going to be a must play. The Raptors are a better team than the Spurs. You're you're getting two and a half points with Lowry. Leonard's going to be fired up too. It's not just about DeRozan. You said you said it off the top. Like these Raptor players are going to want to win this game too. It's. It's big time. And that you're right. That total, I, I, I have a feeling with guys like Rudy Gay, a lot of chuckers in this game, man. We could see spurts where it's like three, 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 three. It's just going to be ding, 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 ding. I know the Raptors don't totally play that style, but hey, they can. They can play either. They can I don't want to pick on DeMar. Yeah, I don't want to pick on DeMar and go against them here. But the thing is, the Raptors are a better team than the Spurs. And yes, they are. Another thing is Kawhi Landers the best player on, on the floor. You know, on either team, and he doesn't like Greg Popovich at all. Like, he's going to like it. Kawhi's the type of guy that's not going to say anything. He's just going to let his play do the talking, right? That's the, He doesn't really talk much. You know he wants to go off tonight. And another thing is, it's kind of a unique situation with the Raptors that 
The Raptors really want Kawhi Leonard to stay with Toronto, obviously. So this they know how big of a game this is. You know what I mean? Like if they don't care, if you don't care about a teammate, it's like, yeah, whatever. You, it's a big game for him. We don't care. You know what I mean? Does doesn't change our life that he's playing against his former team. But it's different with Kawhi Leonard. It's against DeMar DeRozan. It's, you know, but you got DeMar. He's got it out for Masai Ujiri, who lied to him. Like, yeah, no, there's, yeah, a, lot of, there, there's, yeah, there's a lot of tension. There's a lot of tension in the air. Exactly. Like, tonight going on the floor here. here. And what does tension make right. for, Gabe? Usually bad decisions, streaks, emotional decisions, overs. You know what I mean? Technicals. Things to you know, stopping the clock a lot. Like, this this game can be. It's gonna. It's it could it could get a little bit wild. I, I I'm with you. And sometimes I take unders, but I'm looking at that total. I think you might be onto something, man. Two seventeen and a half in today's modern NBA with teams like this, both in wanting to prove points. We can get to like two thirty, two thirty five. I think that total set a little too low. And I think you could argue guy. too. You know, you take a chance right now. We put the play in, getting the Raptors a plus two and a half. We, if Kyle it's up Lowry to three. plays, the... it's up to three on some books. Wait, wait. When we do your decisions as the inputter, to I'm going to make, I'm going to make you wait. No, it's two and a half on the book that we're using and stuff, buddy. But trust me, I see it on offshore going up to three and stuff. You, go, I think we're going to wait and get that extra half point, man. Trust me. They must think Kyle's not playing. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the broker, just looking at the stocks, and I'm gonna say uh, we're yeah, instead we'll, of we'll buying early. We'll wait. Yeah, we're yeah, we'll wait. We're gonna wait on this one. We'll wait, we'll wait. We'll see if we can get any more word on Kyle here. All right, let's bring Julio in from Chicago. What's up, Julio? Julio. Hey, Gabe Cam. Hope all is well. Just like you guys, uh, some of my smaller unit plays uh, hit very well. Larger unit plays yesterday uh, crashed and burned. And, and, and yeah, you know, I agree, Cam. Same units, every play. Let's make it happen, gentlemen. I got to give you credit, Julio. You talked about that soccer game today. My book didn't offer what you were looking for. They only had first half result, half, and and the spreads in the game. They didn't offer the both teams scoring prop, and I'm pissed off. That's why you got to shop around. Hopefully, you get somebody with more props. Good on you, because uh, Liverpool and uh, and Manchester City both put up goals. Great pick by you, Julio. Hey, uh, Donka Shea, that was an exhilarating match. I watched it here at work. Uh, the over two and a half hit as well, and I'm a City fan, so that, that, that was a great game. But, yeah, I agree. Shop around. If you can get that both teams to score, that's a huge prop in soccer that you can make uh, some, some good coin on. So I'll keep you posted on any other plays. But I got screwed on Real Madrid today. Those losers uh, gave up a late goal and ruined a couple of parlay cards. But uh, we move on to uh, tonight's action. I have some NHL questions, but I'll give you my uh, rundown card quickly and, and first off Gabe were you sweating that Sixers game last night I know I was yeah you know I wasn't only because I sort of assumed that we won so I didn't really realize I was a bit like I saw they were up by 23 and then I was like oh man they're up by eight with like four minutes left so I was like all right don't worry it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine they ended up winning by five only and what's crazy is they took a three at the end but Ben Simmons blocked it Actually, yeah, like who knows? Yeah, Bridges actually an, tried to screw us at the end. <laughs> yeah, it was an ugly. It was an ugly finish. I think the the Sixers were up three late. A couple of late missed free throws too. I took a uh, in game late at minus four and a half. But the money line that I wasn't worried about that. But at four and a half, I certainly was. Uh, tonight's card uh, should should be a good one. I got a five team parlay with a lot of favorites. I'm going Indiana over Illinois. 
Michigan over Penn State, Florida International against Middle Tennessee State, Arizona State over Utah, Murray State over Moorhead State, all five-team money line parlay. I'm going Sanford, one of the best ATS teams in the country. They're at plus 10 on the road tonight against East Tennessee State. Give me the Bulldogs, plus 10 tonight on the road. Florida International, I took them against Middle Tennessee State. Middle Tennessee State, 3-10 and 10 on the season. FIU at 9-4 and four on the road, minus 2. Give me the Panthers. South Dakota State in Summit League action, minus 4 against IPFW. Utah Valley against Grand Canyon, took them at plus 5. Foreman against Mercer tonight, Foreman minus 7. My question for you guys in That's hockey. a lot of games, Julio. <laughs> well, Julio likes the card. <laughs> Full I card. Like the card tonight. The card. The card hit me off. I, I may do money line San Francisco tonight as well. Uh, it seems like a pretty good line. But my question for you guys in hockey: Capitals Blues. I'm tempted on taking the Capitals minus one twenty money line. Tempted to take Tampa Bay against the Kings minus one seventy five. Are these trap lines? What are you guys thoughts? I don't think they're trap lines. Uh, the only one I worry. I, I like to look where the money is going, and the whole world thinks thinks the Capitals are going to kill the Blues tonight. One thing I've learned about St. Louis, when you think they're going to win, they're going to lose. And when uh, when you, you know what I mean? It's opposite world with these guys. Like, they'll show up when you least expect it. And tonight against Washington could be the night. I know Jake Allen's been pretty bad, but Holtby was horrible in his last start too. Uh, Gabe, don't you think the, the the Lightning should beat the Kings, even though the Kings are playing better hockey? Yeah. Vasilevsky's uh, ba- ba- in net. Don't I, like what I would do. 180 on the road. I would put it in a parlay, Julio. I'd put Tampa Bay with other stuff in round robins because I don't like to lay a buck 80 on the road, but they're a much better team. Like Tampa Bay is one of the best teams in the league. Washington and St. Louis is a toss-up. I go St. Games, Louis. I would look at, I'd look at the underdogs. You got Buffalo Sabres plus 115 and um, you know, Vancouver Canucks. Vancouver yeah, Canucks plus one sixty seven against the Canadians. The only reason I didn't pull the trigger on Vancouver Gabe because of the back to back. And you know what, Julio, this one's for you. I'm taking. I, I love the Islanders. They're like overachieving, but just d- diving into the metrics. Also, one of the luckiest teams so far this year. Um, you know, just scoring highest shoot the percentage of shots going in. A lot of things are working well for the Islanders. Your Blackhawks with Colin Delia tonight getting sixty yeah. cents. Sign me up. I'm on Chicago tonight. I think that's a good, good value play. They can beat the Islanders. The Islanders shouldn't be minus 160 against the Blackhawks. Blackhawks are going to be pissed after that uh, Winter Classic too. Cam Ward's not in net, and I'm I'm a Cam. I'm Cam, but Cam Ward. I love the guy, but the game's kind of passed him by. Delia's the future, and I think uh, he's a better goaltender. I'm taking the Blackhawks. He's been terrific at net too, so I, I like that pick. I may, uh, I may jump with you, Cam, on the uh, the Hawks in Long Island tonight. Uh, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for your help as always, and uh, best of luck in your place tonight. You too. Julio. Always a pleasure, Julio. Always right, a pleasure, back, man. I'm calling back tomorrow with uh, my with my prediction for Bears Eagles. I heard a great Teddy Cover stat. I'm worried, guys. Six points is way too much. I'll break it down tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, six points for the Bears. I love their defense, but uh, I'm a little a little worried, just just, just to say it. Good I love stuff, the Bears. Uh, Julio. Yeah, I'm on Take the care, Eagles. guys. Well, I, I'm yeah. not locked in yet. Thanks, Julio. Yeah, I'm not locked in yet. Um, we'll make our, our final decisions as the weekend approaches. Tough games this week. I mean, the ones that I'm sort of locked in the most with are Seattle and the Chargers. The the Colt Texan game I think is is a great game to tease. I'm intrigued by the over in that game as well. But that the last game, uh, you know, I'm gonna I, I, I'm leading with the Eagles. It's just uh, the question is, will I get cold feet before the game? I won't. But 
to me, the six don't matter. And it, it, it just um, it doesn't matter. You know, like we talk about it, point spreads are kind of irrelevant. I mean, all these other games, the number is so short anyways. You know, the points don't really come into play. But to me, like you said, Cam, you you know, you're thinking it's like 27-9 or something like that. That's a convincing win for the Chicago Bears. Ricky Sanders will join us at 6 o'clock. Six o'clock. He's actually in Chicago, and he's a Bears fan too, so we'll get his take on this. But to me, I don't even know if the points matter. If you take the Eagles, you just take them to win the game outright. You get the Eagles at plus 210, whatever the hell it is. Uh, right now, they either win the game oh. outright or they probably do get beaten down, like you said. Yeah, well, the thing is, Maranzi, you're going to get a whole lot more than 210. I could tell you. What are you getting? Uh, the, yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, 215, 215, 220. <laughs> I see on two spots. I thought it'd be about 240, to be honest with you. That's good, good get. Yeah, six points, 215, 220 for the Eagles. So, I don't know, man. I, I, I like Chicago. We have a difference of opinion in that game. But, uh, you know, the Eagles have been, you said it, playing with house money, that could be dangerous. I just think that Bears defense at home. They're absolutely lethal. I think Foles can really struggle uh, in this game, but he's proved us wrong before, buddy. I feel like I should be getting more than plus 215 here. Yes, I agree. I think it should be plus 240 at a six-point spread. I found the simple Simple life. life. So simple. So simple. No. Yeah. Love Van Halen, baby. All right, Ricky Sanders joins us next.